Our guest today is the host and heart for SiriusXM's Lick of Metal and Octane. He's been at SiriusXM for 20 years and is still giving as much as he can to the metal scene. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Let's get into it. Please welcome our metal ambassador, Jose Mangan. Love cold beer, man. The old, the older I get, God, it feels I, good. Well, I just love, I love, I love Modelos. I love tequila. You yeah. know, I love water. <laughs> Dude, that's that's <laughs> a trifecta right there. Mm-hmm. Have you always been big on tequila and beer? I think like the moment I met you, we were doing shots of the shots of. Uh, of I that. mean, I've been t- on metal tequila, beer, and weed. You know, those have been my favorite things, and I'm very public and, and loving yeah. about those things. But uh, yeah, yeah, but tequila, I try because so many people don't really know about tequila, and they only yeah. know what they have experienced, and that's that shitty tap tequila. You know, that people are drinking at bars, they're sh- uh, pouring down your throat. It's the stuff at spring break. It's the stuff that gives you diarrhea and barking spiders and mean hangovers. And you talk to people, oh, when I drink tequila, I turn into a different person. You know, well, that's yeah. not tequila that, that you're drinking. Oh, yes, it is. You know, no, it's not. You know, it's called mixto. Mixto is what most of that shit is from. The the Cuervo Gold, uh, the White Label Cuervo. That's yeah. all mixto. That's fifty one percent sugars and shit, and forty nine percent from the agave plant. You know, drinking real tequila is a hundred percent from the agave plant, and that's the good shit. That's the antioxidant stuff. That's the stuff. If you sip on that and you drink that, you're not gonna wake up with a hangover. If you mix it with beers and margaritas and all this other sugars and stuff, that's how you wake up with hangovers. But if you were to sip on all Awesome, good tequila, beautiful tequila. You will wake up awesome in the morning, dude. So it's a real, real healthy, cool option. I think you know. Yeah, you. Yeah, it seems with the the things that you love, you really do your research. Well, dude, there's you know? a there's a few things that I love. Yeah, and I and I, and I love wearing my passion on my sleeve. That's always been something that uh, I found that works for for my life. You know, just being being such a fan of stuff. Like for me, it was started as metal. You know, when I was in yeah. kindergarten. But being such a fan and loving something so much, and then. Yeah, knowing all about that, I mean, I think that's the way we're supposed to do things, you know? And, it is. And I think it's better when I'm talking about something that you can, you know, help uh, influence, infect, inspire, you know, other people to do cool shit, you know? So yeah. I, fe- I feel like not enough people wear their passion on their sleeve loudly enough, Yeah. you know? Uh, people do, but, but I don't know. I think people hold back and shit. They feel like they're scared to... To to be themselves a lot of times, you know. Totally. So I, I've always um, felt the opposite, you know, and I feel yeah. like it's gracias a Dios that it's working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you always have that nat- natural ability to wear your passions on your sleeves? Uh yes, uh, because I saw that being such a super metalhead and a super stoner uh, growing up, and a super nerd. You know, those three things, I, 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 I stood out. You know, I stood out from everybody else. I felt that right away. I knew that I was like, oh, shit. You know, and they, they, they're not getting as crazy as, uh, about this Pantera record as I am. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, what's wrong? Is, am I just fucking too crazy? Or is, is everybody else, you know, not as uh, hyped up on it? So, yeah, I felt that that was always a, a thing that, that helped me, me stand out, you know, um, even... Again, just with the education part, you know, and 
um, all that stuff. Yeah, man, you gotta, you know, I was a big chemistry nerd and I said how much I loved chemistry. Uh, when my wife, now of 20 years, when she met me, I had a periodic table card in my wallet. You know, the, the periodic table of elements, yeah. uh, you know, that chart yes. in fucking school. Yeah. I had a fucking card in my wallet and I showed like her in the beginning. She was like, what the fuck are you doing? with a fucking?" I'm like, oh, wow. what? It, it's, that's cool. Just, you know, and yeah. that's the I, I just think that shit's really cool. So, yeah, I like to be loud with the shit that I love as as you should. And and to other people, that's very inspiring. That's inspiring to to me and especially uh being an outsider looking in, especially for as long as I've known you, you've always been someone that's not afraid to take a swing publicly and then fail, but then keep going. Yeah. You know, and not a lot of people will fucking swing. And, th- and we, we, we definitely have that in common. You know, what's, what's going to happen if I, if I miss, you know? Yeah, I mean, dude, I, man, I, I feel so blessed in, in this life and I just want to try to help as many bands and as many fans as I can and you know at the same time helping my family uh, and my friends and stuff so um, yeah I'm, I'm gonna just fucking do shit because I don't want to dwell on stuff I fuck up all the time on the radio all the time I say the wrong shit not not on purpose you know yeah. I'm just fucking flying by I'm on 12 hours a day and I'm trying to remember everything with 50 years of heavy metal music and not researching everything that I'm gonna say and looking it up I just fucking say it from my gut and my heart and my what I remember but I fuck up all the time and I get called out on it uh, but you can't I can't dwell on that kind of stuff I can't be like oh it fucked up and now it's fucked up and now I can't deal with shit like you know I fucked up all right cool like get up and, and let's let's keep on going I think that's a a lesson that's a real powerful one too for anyone in any field of what they do uh, but I, I love fucking up because it also makes me more human too because we all yeah. fuck up we all fuck up we all fall on our face we all say stupid shit you know I've said dumb shit you know and I've been called out on it you know I've said all sorts of stuff but again I, I you know it's we move on man there's other things that are bigger deals and stuff like that so yeah. and I've played bands that have not done well and I thought they were gonna do well but I don't know if that's a, a, a you know maybe a swing and a miss but for me, the initial part of what I said earlier was I want to help as many people. So even if, I sw- if I'm you know, uh, playing a song and it doesn't go anywhere and people don't like it, at least I gave that song and that band a chance for 120 spins. You know, at least they got heard. You know, it didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, no one really cared. No one gave a shit except I did. But, and that band gave a shit. You know, I don't even know who that band is, but they did. I'm sure they appreciated those hundred spins on satellite radio, you know? So, um, yeah, man. But uh, I, I feel like uh, fucking up is, is part of it, you know? And just um, it's, it's how you get up and how you come back and how you. Dude, I fucked up so bad on stage one time, I uh, introduced. Children of Bodom as being from Sweden, and they're you know they're from Finland, uh, but I it was New York City, it was uh, Roseland, it was sold out Lamb of God show. I had just smoked a fucking bunch of good weed with John Campbell. <laughs> Him and I always smoke weed before I do these intro intros on stage, and for some reason I fuck up, you know. Uh, but I went up on stage and. Three thousand people, fucking packed New York City. The energy was awesome, and I was hosting the entire night. 
So I was introducing all four of the bands, and Ch Bodum was the second, the direct support for Lamb of God. Went out there, and I was like, oh, no, no. People were so fucking stoked. Ah, 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 ah. And these guys came all the way from Sweden to entertain you tonight, New York City. And then all of a sudden, and I just start hearing all this shit from the audience, and I couldn't, I couldn't decipher what they were saying. I just started yelling and, and booing, like, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening? And then my friend Scotty, who works on Liquid Metal with me, he came over and tapped me on the shoulder and he, and he, and he into my ear. He was like, they're from Finland, buddy. Finland. And then he just fucking walked off the stage and I was like, I mean, Finland! And then, boom, boom, oh, boom, no. boom, kill stage, fuck you, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Children of Bottom! He's like, oh my God, oh my God. And to this day, dude, that was a long time ago. And to this day, fans still come up and say how, how I fucked up, you know, on there. But um, it's fine, dude. It's funny. It's I fucked. That's not the first time. Wasn't the last time. Uh, but it's fun, man. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't let that stuff you know affect me you can't no you know there no. was a fun corn reference because i know we love uh corn so much one of my yeah. favorite bands and i was uh introducing them at the apollo no not the apollo in la at the performing arts theater or something we did a uh a corn live broadcast on octane for sirius xm oh, yeah 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 it was like five years ago yeah uh and I was, uh, it was a big deal. It was like the day before the Corn album comes out. It was like a yeah. huge deal. I just did a big fucking interview with Jonathan Davis backstage. I mean, it was big. Like, the Sirius spent money on this. Like, there was a lot of shit happening. And it was a fucking yeah. big deal for us. And so, uh, beforehand, they were like, you know, for the intro, you know, what are you going to say? You know, how long is your intro? And I said, I don't know, at least, at least 60 seconds. How about give me 90 seconds? And and they were like, you know, um, okay, okay. Well, but we need we need a, we need a buzzword. We need a keyword that when you say this keyword, then we're gonna we're gonna cut the lights and and and, and put turn the intro music on. And I was like, all right. Uh, and it was like, it was already a couple minutes late. So you know, backstage that 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 nervous scramble oh, yeah. oh, with, yeah. with production dudes oh, and people, sound guys, and, and tour man. Everybody's fucking yelling and freaking out, and it was yelling, and I was fucking panicking because yeah. there was it was live, and it was all these people were there, and all of these uh, workers uh, from the headquarters of SiriusXM were there. It was a big fucking concert, and family and friends. And so they were like, what's going to be your buzzword? I was like, we need a buzzword. And I was like, okay, uh, corn, corn. And then, <laughs> and then the guy was like, all right, all right. And then they get on the walkie-talkies. They get on their shit. Okay, when the, when the host says corn, shut the lights. Uh, and so and they were like, okay, okay, here. And they give me the microphone. Like, okay, go, go, go. And then I fucking go, I'm like, you know, I'm fucking, I, get, I always get nervous for these things, always. Uh, but it's a good nervous. Yeah. And I went out there and I was like, ah, oh, you know, it was this fucking historic theater in Los Angeles and first time doing a live broadcast there and I was like man look at all of us gathered here for an evening with corn and lights off fucking curtains fucking closed and I'm, the fucking mic's off and I'm what what I'm like what what the fuck and I fucking was fucking panicking I was like no, like hitting the fucking mic. I'm like, no, no, guys, guys, I'm not fuck. I didn't fucking do anything. 
I didn't fucking say Sirius XM. I didn't say Octi. I didn't say live broadcast. I didn't say Corn New Album. I didn't say fucking anything. And they fucking cut me off because I said Corn. Oh my gosh. When the fucking buzzword, the fucking lights go off, man. I'm like, oh. And I, I went back. I was like, guys, I said 90 seconds. 90 seconds. And they were saying, you said corn. Oh. And I just put my head down, dude. It was so, so sad. I was so devastated because I wanted to fucking blow up my friends. Like, and give them a fucking, yeah. Uh, yeah like give, a give fucking, them give yeah. them a good, proper introduction and a thank you and a thank you to the fans and a, you know listeners i fucking i knew everything i was gonna say yeah and i fucking i went back and then melissa she was like oh that was short and then my, people were like oh usually you don't do shit that short and i was like guys that's not what it was supposed to be you know and they were like oh yeah it didn't seem normal and i was just oh, so fucking bummed out i like almost crying dude like, I was like, this was embarrassing. You know, like, my bosses, people were like, what kind of fucking intro was that? Do you know what I mean? And it came down on you. But I didn't get in I trouble. Yeah. I, I, made, I got mad at myself. This mm -hmm. is one of the times that I think I was, like, most just so pissed off at what I did. You know, like, I fucking said corn, but I shouldn't have fucking made the buzzword corn. But they should I said 90 seconds. Give me, please, 90 seconds. Whatever that fucking is, just you'll know when I end. I'll yeah. end. It'll be obvious. Yeah. So um, that one was a pretty fucking big fuck up. Yeah, but there's more. But that one, but I mentioned the corn one because I love corn. Yeah, corn is my my favorite band, and we and we share that in common. You know, uh, so they're 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 incredible. Dude, I hate when people say that corn's not a metal band. But you know what? Jonathan Davis has said that to my face so many times over the yeah. years. He says, "Jose, yeah. but we're not a metal band." I'm like, Jonathan, no. Yes, you are. So I'm arguing with the singer of the band, uh, and I love you, Jonathan. But I mean, you are a metal band. Corn is a metal band. Corn is metal is big. Chris, you know, yeah. metal is a big fucking umbrella, and there's a lot of different uh, factions and subgenres under metal, the fucking big umbrella. Uh, rock is the bigger umbrella, which we all live under, but metal is a big umbrella, and corn's fucking under that metal umbrella. Fucking for sure. 100%. One, okay. 100%. So what about, what, <laughs> what, dude, there's, I just got a fucking tweet today or yesterday. Uh, no, it was yesterday about fucking corn and System of a Down not being metal and how uh, don't fucking because we we have a game show called Into the Trivia Pit. It's a um, call-in game show we do on Liquid Metal, and we we I I I'm fucking love corn. I ask a lot of corn questions, and we fucking yeah. get people all the time. They always fuck up corn questions because they don't know. But then people will say they're not a fucking metal band. Don't include them in those questions. And I'm like, you're fucking stupid. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, they are a metal band. They you are. Know, they are. They totally are. And it's, it's so strange when, like, you know, you, you know, you heard like the conversation with, with uh, John, and when, but then there's, there's, there's us that are that are fans that love them. Like I, me in my heart and soul, I am a '90s new metal kid, and they always talk down on that word. But when I hear that as a fan, I'm like, dude, I'm proud to say that. Yep. I'm so proud to say I am a new metal kid. Yep. That, that that's me. You know, they are a metal band. And when you see Corn, dude, to, to me, it might, it might be a personal opinion, but man, they are like the heaviest live heavy. band. They're Holy 
Fuck, dude, they dude. have some parts of songs, dude, that are so fucking metal. Like, uh, we, <laughs> Absolutely. Because we play so much corn on liquid metal, and I love that. And we listen to liquid metal all the time in the gym, and I work out uh, a lot, And but corn comes up a lot. And then my friend, uh, Eddie, he's like, man, you know, because he'll argue with me that corn's not a metal band. And I'm oh. like, dude, are you yeah. kidding? So then, you know, every time corn comes up, I'm like, look at that. Listen to this. Are you kidding me? That's not metal. And I'll sit there I'll be yeah. fucking head back <laughs> listen to that shit and he was like oh this part's fucking I was like no 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 you know you don't you're not fucking listening this is fucking metal dude you know yeah. so I love fucking corn dude. dude I wanted to get a big like fucking corn tattoo and Same. then my wife Melissa was like yeah maybe not and I'm like oh no what really why not you know so uh, I love corn that much you know same. I might even just get a big fucking K out my fucking face, dude. <laughs> get the uh, get the get get the, get the follow leader cover here. Oh no, I just I think, I think a big ass fucking K. You know what I'm saying? A That'd fucking be hard. Big ass fucking. I'll be like, what the fuck, man? You know, F U C K, fucker. You know. <laughs> dude, I think a corn tattoo is definitely in yeah. the horizon. Well, man. I think I maybe just even the the corn the the K. You know, I just I love them. That's how much I love them. I would I would just fucking do that. You know, or even the cool logo, like, oh, sorry, like on my foot, on the top of my foot, you know, when yeah. I'm wearing the flip-flops and shit, and then Slayer logo on the other one. Dude, so then so, someone would be like, so oh, good. you're fucking, and I'll be like, oh, look at, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it, it, it is a rarity that someone's so open-minded, so to all forms of metal, you know, it's, it's kind of it's rare, you know, oh, you know, th- <laughs> yeah. th- this is metal, this is also metal. Yeah, I love both. I love everything in between. I love everything around it. Yeah, you know. Uh, um, yeah, there's there is a lot of us like that, uh, but there is a lot that are just super into their um, alley, their tunnel, their lane of metal, and that's what they that's that's what they that's all they love. And you know, I feel like you know slowly, the, even those people are starting to kind of expand. Uh, I feel I feel like it's not. It's not as hateful as it used to be, sort of. I agree. You know, right? I feel like, especially with all the fucking stuff that's happening in the world, it's like, you know, music is is an island of of peace. You know, it should be something where we can come and we can, you know, agree and feel good about this stuff and not argue because there's so many arguments happening everywhere else. So, um, yeah, man, I I, I feel like uh, there are certain, you know... songs or bands that I'm like, oh, that, that's not, you know, I also listen to things as a programmer for liquid metal because there's things that I can like as a fan of music. Oh, that's cool. But then, oh, am I going to add this to the radio station? So there's, you know, and for me, I'm looking to always adding, you know, I want to listen to something to play something, you know, listening to something right away where I know that I'm not going to play that style or that type or that sound or I'm like, oh, no, next, you know, but oh, this, I want to play this. So um, yeah, man, I do, I do, I love metal, you know, I love the music, I love all, I love all of it, man, uh, I think I, I, I sort of have to be that dude, what if I was someone in, in this position and I hated on shit, yeah. you know, what if I was the guy that just liked something and, oh, and, you know, that would be yeah. fucking sad, you know, yeah. I, that would, that would limit to what what I can do and stuff, and I'd rather bring people together. Maybe not everybody's gonna agree, you know, that corn's metal or whatever. But I'm still like, you know, that, that song after corn's fucking suffocation. 
you know? So then, oh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. They're, they're fucking cool. They're cool, you know? Yeah. And then, oh, a little Pantera. All right, all right, they're uh, cool. And then System of a Down. Oh, these guys suck, you know? <laughs> and then the next song, Suicide Silence. Oh, these guys suck. <laughs> and then the next song, the worst Sep one. Sepultura. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right, oh, they're God, cool, dude. they're cool. So, you know, I, but I think we can all fucking hang out. We can all be cool. We don't... I don't expect everyone to like the shit, the same shit that I do, but I also am not going to be one that's going to be dogging shit, you know, out there either. Like I know other personalities that you know are 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 negative and they dog shit and they and that kind of starts something too. It starts little fan wave reactions, like yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't like it, it either. Does. You know, I don't. Uh, you, you're right. Uh, fuck them. You know, it's like yeah. what, what. We're, we're, no, 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 calm down. Come, guys, we're not fighting. We don't need to fight, you know? Yeah. But I think, so I don't agree with that approach. You know, the approach that people take to start shit, you know, that's just like clickbait, you know? Or it's just like some journalists like to fucking ask questions that are gonna get that fucking clickbait, you know? I won't bring up that shit when I interview guys and stuff and people, because I, I care, because I, I want them to come back and I want them to have a good time. They're there to promote their album their tour you know that's why they're there really you know i mean yeah. that's tr the truth you know i have friends come on all the time but i mean really when i get solicited bands to come on you know or friends ask hey can we do this it's because of something that's you know they want so i want to focus on that and the good stuff and the fun stuff you know i can you know ask you know stupid questions to vinnie paul when he was alive you know oh, what about a pantera reunion there vinnie you know what do you think yeah. about your you know it's so stupid yeah. you know fuck like you don't want to do that to him uh, tell us about the night you know about dime dime you know it's like yeah, no dude what the fuck why you know what about that you know somebody else what tell me about that divorce you know tell me about that whatever you know no why would I bring that shit up, you know? Yes, people are going to fucking click that shit, but I'm not going to contribute to that ever. You know, I don't want to do that, you know? Even when book, even when stuff in books that musicians write and and, and it was kind of fucking fucked up and maybe they regret some of that shit now, but I don't even really focus on those parts when I'm talking to an author of a book, you know, that had fucking negative fuck, gross parts in there about bandmates or something like yeah. I bring that stuff up, man, you know? Yeah. Um, but even though uh, people would be interested to read that kind of shit because people love that, you know, that tabloid stuff. Um, yeah. But I forgot where we were going through with this. <laughs> I just started fucking talking. No, love, love your metal and being open-minded open yeah, about it. there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's metal's changed my life, dude, completely. It's, it's my favorite word. I'm actually getting uh, metal tattooed on my stomach. Sick. Yep, June fifteenth. Get the date. Yeah, June fifteenth at eleven o'clock. Uh, this dude Ryan Taylor from Houston. He's gonna come to um, to Seal Beach, and I'm gonna get. It's not gonna be like Tupac style, or or it's not gonna look like letters. It's gonna be pretty cool. It's gonna be kind of fucking big, and it's gonna look not like the word metal. It's gonna be pretty cool looking. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean. That's to me, that word is my most favorite word in life. You know, I mean, it means everything. It mean it's changed my whole fucking life. Everything is based on metal. I didn't, if I didn't have metal, I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have had my daughters who are now teenagers, almost about to graduate high school, one of them. You know, all metal led me to all this stuff. 
a pure fucking passion for metal, the word metal, periodic table elements, there's a big section, heavy metals, but metal <laughs> that led me to this fucking, to be here with you, you know, to do yeah. all this fucking shit, man. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, it, man. It is. So, that, I mean, so I, I guess I just want to do good for it. I, I want to do good and I don't want to divide. I think being a divider is, um, and you can, like I said, get other people to come to your side, you know, but I'd rather have people slowly come over to the good side, you know, yeah. come over to the positive. Eventually they might, or maybe never, but I'm still going to kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. Yep. Always. Always, dude. Always. I think you win. You win the fucking battle. Always. You, you do, always. Yep. If someone had a gun to my head and said, who would you rather, if there's one person you could choose to represent your genre, I would say Jose. Oh, that's cool, Garza. Do, do you are the heart and soul in pushing this whole genre forward, in my personal opinion man dude again dude I, I i have this responsibility on my shoulders i know that and i have to do good with it you know i i have to do good with it like i have there's something that's been you know some higher powers have given this awesome passion level of of a public fucking display for that shit and and i have to do good with it man so you know, I push it hard, man. And I've been at Sirius XM now for 20 fucking years. And I know when I say that, uh, it makes me sound old because I guess it does, you know, because I've, I've even heard myself on the radio be like, 20 years, I'm like, ah, oh, this fucking guy is old. I'm like, oh, hey, that's me, hey, fuck. But, you know, fuck. I have been there 20 years, man, and I'm proud of that. And uh, I do love pushing it because there's not a lot of, um, you know, other services or providers that have a, a face to it so consistent and so long you know a vocal public face there's people that are behind Very the true. scenes that do amazing things for our genre and help push it forward you know like my friends uh you know Susie from uh apple and, and allison from spotify i mean they're awesome you know they're they're big gatekeepers for our music and um you know but and there's other so many other people that work with um you know publications and websites and everything and they they're helping the genre push it forward but to have someone out there for a long time very publicly you know putting out his love for metal i mean there hasn't been one person like that you know um again i feel like there's people that do stuff but they like to be negative you know and they they yeah. they kind of they, they like that that's their that's their approach but i'm i'm going to go i'm going the other approach you know and i i want to be good you know even when bad shit happens you got to fucking you know find the good in some shit you know yeah. um Agreed. so but thank you for saying that i see that a lot from fans and listeners and stuff and um it means a lot to see that but again um I'm very, I'm a fucking open book, you know, I'm very, I'm not, I'm, this is it, you know, what you, what you see is what you get now, little seven dust line, no, 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 so, uh, but yeah, man, I, I just want to fucking do good, man, it's been so good to me, and I'm so blessed uh, with, with, with metal, because of metal music, and I want to fucking pay back, one of the big things that I do think of, Chris, uh, every day, and it's something that I started in Jersey, but I haven't completed it. And uh, 
now I finally have the help. Uh, I just signed to new management too, which is pretty. Uh, oh, congrats! Yeah, thanks, man. I have. Uh, Big deal. I have never signed uh, a management papers. I know you have. Whoa, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, but uh, I've never signed and had an attorney look at papers. But one of the big things that I want to do. Um, in my time on earth is uh, I want to start a charity called Headbank for Science. And I want to give back to graduating seniors who are poor, who have excellent grades, who are going into the medical or science professions, and who love the fuck out of heavy metal music. You meet those four qualifications, I want to hook up uh, scholarships every year for students, you know, start off with one student and then have multiple students and, you know, do, I want to do a $3,333 scholarship award to, you know, as many students as I can and encourage people like, you know, like, like, like me, you know, that were fucking poor, that were smart, loved metal and was going into science in the medical field. But I want to reward them. I want to get people fucking, fuck yeah. I wanted to do that, but now I really want to do that because there's this thing that I can win. So, yeah, man. I get emotional, man, talking about that because I want to yeah. fucking help people. I think one of your best qualities is how much you give back. Like, you may not think about it, but again, like the 20 plus years, that, I think that's what's been a big key to your long, longevity. Very real is that the amount of bands that you gave a shot us were on that list like the amount that you gave back the years and hours that you gave them back and you're still doing it i think that's a big part in your success and why you're here and why you're and why you're still here it's it's consistency, consistency yes it, it well. is dude i mean that's what it is i mean because in the beginning i met bands and they probably thought i was fucking insane or um too hyper or this guy's not real you know, a lot of people would say that, you know, and I would know that music, famous musicians that I was meeting for the first time that I idolized. And I was so excited to be around these guys because I fucking grew up worshiping them. And all of a sudden now I'm fucking in a position to help them. They would think that I was fucking too much. You know what I mean? Like this fucking guy is fucking too much because I did. I, you know, looking back at those early days, I was fucking really fired up and I'd fucking rah, 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 and people were like, yeah. what? You know, over the years, I've learned to calm down uh, and to be more pro. And, and, you know, you learn as you go. You learn as you go. But I think that for me, showing that passion and that fire then and then showing that same shit now for these artists and keep every time they would see me, that's when these dudes like Vinnie Paul and these guys that I fucking love, that's when they were like, oh, fucking Jose, I love you. You know, I love, I really love you, dude. You know, Dave Mustaine, these dudes, when they're saying shit like that publicly too, saying, I love you, Jose, like, wow, wow. You know, James Hetfield gives you shout outs. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? Are you serious, dude? So that's the shit, man. Like, that's, that's, that's everything. But it's that consistency too. You know, when Hetfield first met me, he actually heard me on the radio before he even met me. So he knew who I was when he met me, which was so fucking cool. But, you know, other musicians that didn't meet me, like the Slayer guys, you know, when I first met those dudes, they were like, man, this dude's fucking, you know, Slipknot, man, this fucking dude's fucking crazy, you know? But then they were like, okay, well, at least he's crazy for us, you know? At least he's crazy, but on our side, you know? At least, oh, he's still there? Oh, we're going to go see Jose? 
oh, we're going to do an interview with Jose. You know, oh, okay. Yeah. And then it was, then it just became just so normal. And I would see them and, and then they became friends, you know. When my idols oh, wow. become my friends, that's the ultimate thank you that I feel the world has given me. Like to be able to be friends with Vinnie Paul and to be friends with like Kirk Hammett and fucking Dave Mustaine and, and these dudes that I fucking love, Chuck Billy, you know, Joey Belladonna, you know, Max Cavalera, you know, <laughs> Jonathan up. Davis. You know, when these dudes are friends and shit, it's like, what the fuck? You know, it, it blows Surreal. like Tom Araya, like that can't, he came over for fucking tacos and spicy jalapeno margaritas. Like what the fuck is happening? You know, so uh, Dave Lombardo came over, Vinnie Paul came over a bunch of times for fucking tacos and Mexican food at my house uh, and, and hung out with my mom uh, in Jersey and stuff. And she was so happy to meet Vinnie because she knew how much her fucking mijo loves Pantera. And all of a sudden, the drummer from Pantera is in our in our home. And my mom was visiting from Arizona. And she was like, hi, Vinny. Hi, mucho gusto. Hi. You know, and hugging her. And I was like, oh, my God. This is going to fucking make me cry. You know, my mom was hugging Vinny Paul and laughing and smiling, meeting Vinny Paul because she knew how much I love them. And so she was like, wow, my son loves you. You know, and being able to tell that to Vinny, Vinny was like, I know, I love your son. You know, I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? You know? Yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy. It's already a, a beyond surreal moment. And then yeah. when you can include your parents that have seen you yeah. grow up loving these people, idolizing these people, now they're meeting them. It's it's a special time, man. It's it's priceless. It's. Did your, I mean, your family is Catholic? I yes. Assume. Yeah. So did they freak out with you and, and metal music when you were a kid or were they cool with it? Because when I was yeah. growing up, it was satanic and it was blamed. Same. But I'm older than you. Yeah. Uh, so I was in a different generation. See, you said you're a 90s new metal kid. Yeah. That was my second wave. You know, oh, I, okay. I, I was already, I'm 44. Yeah. So I'm. I was already fucking. I mean, in the '80s, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, Skid Row, Pantera, Metallica, Testament, Sepultura. You know, Megadeth, Anthrax. You know, those were yeah. my fucking big. And then, then the second big wave was. Wow. You know, the then the Corns and the Deftones and the Systems, and I was like, oh my god. What, dude? What was that like for you? I never had. I'm only used to my life was the only one wave. You had two waves. Yeah, I had two. I had two dude. waves. Well, then you can count the next wave is the oh, yeah. the, the, the Lamb of Gods and the Slipknots and stuff like that too. Or, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm still an I'm still an '80s fucking dude. I love hair metal. I love Skid Row. I love Twisted Sister. I love Motley Crue. I love Rat. You know, and people yeah. that make fun of that shit. I mean, that's like stupid. You know, I always say, why would you talk shit on that? I mean, you used to like that stuff. You know, it, to yeah. us old folks, of you know, uh, you used to like it. Now you don't because it's like, <laughs> what what happened? You know, what? why did what, what? Why did you have a falling out with that music? You know, yeah, it's so stupid that people want to just hate on shit. Um, but yeah, I love uh, I love that. But yeah, but my parents thought that the music, my mom was very scared of the Satanism and um yeah. You know, the, growing my hair, I wanted to have long hair. I wanted to be a fucking metalhead. And they were like, this is bad. And then there was all the talk show hosts saying that your kids listening to metal, they're going to become criminals, yeah. drug addicts, uh, yeah. dropouts. All Everything was blamed on metal except for 
the upbringing from the parents. You know, it wasn't their responsibility how my kid turned out. It's yeah. Judas fucking priest. They're the fucking yeah. fault that my kid came out this it's way. Fault. It's their fault. So it's so easy to blame others. But imagine like that. Nowadays, I, I have two teenage daughters. I, I, I can't even fucking imagine blaming, uh, you know, it was fucking little Uzi Vert. The, he, he fucking made you into this fucking awful person. It's like, you can't, music doesn't fucking do that to people. You know, yeah. music doesn't make them into fucking bad people, you know? So they're bad people, you know, already. It's not the fucking music, man. So it's funny how our music was so blamed back in the day, and now it's like fucking candy, you know? Like nobody yeah. fucking cares. Like, you know, the gruesome, most gr goriest death metal is fucking fun and cool, you know? It's yeah. like almost like rated PG in a way. It's like not... But the shit that you know, uh, Cardi B and stuff and, and others do. I mean, that shit people freak out over. Like, oh, my God. You know, WAP and everything and the performance on whatever it was. Like, oh, my God. People were freaking out. But, you know, it used to be like metal music made people freak out. But now it's like it's candy. It's cool. It's accepted, you know, yeah. but, which is cool. I, I love that. And, mm -hmm. and we've worked hard to be to not have that stigma on us anymore. But um, yeah, that's how I grew up was, you know, that kind of 80s stuff. And then. The 90s, yeah, my, my mom parents were like, oh, he's fucked already. You know, he's already so into <laughs> metal. Like, th there's nothing yeah. that we can do about it anymore. Well, well, you, well, you had a good dynamic because your parents probably didn't like that you were listening to heavy music. However, you were, which I don't think a lot, a lot of people know about you, is you were actually legitimately smart. You were going to college. You were, you were trying to be like a pharmacist. Yep. So you, so you had like, as your parents couldn't really put too much on you because you were like a straight A kid. Yes. Right. That's exactly what I wanted to, to do was like say, fuck you, like wow. to everybody, you know, because I had long hair and I was a metalhead and I was a big stoner, one of the biggest stoners in my high school. And people just didn't really think that I would really do anything, you know, I don't know. But then yeah. in my sophomore year in high school, I was like, this is easy. Yeah. I can do this. This is easy. I just got to yeah. fucking try. I just got to try. I got to get into it and I got to try. And that's when, in my junior year in high school, my high school chemistry teacher, Mr. Thorpe, he was so fucking cool. And I loved how he taught chemistry. He made me excited about it. And I was like, I'm going to do something in the chem chemistry. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to be a pharmacist. That's fucking super cool. You know what influenced me to be a pharmacist? The movie The Serpent and the Rainbow. Serpent and the Rainbow. I, I never seen that the, movie. Uh, a Serpent and the Rainbow by Wes Craven. It's a, a horror movie from the uh, late '80s, early '90s, and it was about a real life zombie powder that people in Haiti would use, and they would blow it on people, and and, uh, and these people would become zombies, and they would bury them because their 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 uh, signal their life lines were all shut off, but they were still alive. But they couldn't tell from norm, from from detecting it. They were they were sort of paralyzed, but still alive. And they would bury these people, and people were buried alive. That's the movie. Whoa, yeah, that's sick. it's fucking pretty cool. But when I at the end of the movie, there was this thing that came up, and it said this is a real substance that's a studied by toxicologists and all. And it was this cool little you know thing at the end of the of the movie. And I was like, oh my god, that's fucking real. What? And then that was it. I was like, I want to do, do that. And, uh, but yeah, I, straight A's. I had 
the third most amount of scholarships on the night that we graduated. Out of my senior class of 220 students, I got the third most amount of academic scholarships. So I would go up to the fucking podium with my long-ass fucking Indian hair and fucking, you know, get these awards, man. I got, I got a lot. Full ride to University of Arizona. And then I went there and chemistry majored in. And then I went to pharmacy school in Tennessee to become a doctor. So, uh, but I started wow. college radio when I was a freshman in, in, in college. And then when I went to Tennessee, I got a job at the FM rock station, the big like, active rock station there. And that's where I started a metal show. And then, then a year later, I won a award for best metal DJ in the country. And then that's when I got offers to work in the industry. So that's when wow. my brain sort of switched gears and, and all of a sudden there was this voice saying, whoa, dude, like you can fucking be involved with metal. Whoa. You know, yeah. so that's where my brain kind of went. But there was no satellite radio. There was no Sirius. There was nothing at that time. So, but yeah, if it wasn't for my education, dude, and, and if it wasn't for any of that shit, I would never be here. So that's how important that Headbang for Science Scholarship Award is, you know, because that was what I think can make people have these experiences. And it might not be what you're going to get your degree in, but what if you went to college and you did something else or you met somebody or you did something and all of a sudden you're doing something completely different. But if it wasn't for that step, you would have never gotten to that other step, you know? So yeah. that's, I, I feel like that kind of shit's so important, you know, especially because school is not that hard. You just have to apply yourself. You have to study. You have to pay attention. You have to sit in the front of the class. I would sit in the front of every one of my fucking classes. That sounds so terrifying to me. Everyone. Impressive. Everyone, dude. Every college, high school, every uh, graduate school, every fucking time. In the front. Sit in the front. Because you can't fuck off. And you're right there in front of the teacher. So he's looking at you or she's looking at you. And you're like fucking boom, boom, boom. Back here, you can fuck off. You can do things. Up huh. there, you can't. And then plus my eyes were bad. So I would like to, and I'd wear glasses, but I'd like to be uh, just to see far away. So I would just be closer just for that too. But again, it would just, it made, it, it was, yeah, it's, it's a nerdy move, but it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking, it's a surefire way to pay attention. Yeah. You know, it is. It's, I mean, if you sit in the fucking front row, you are going to pay attention more. You're going to learn more and you're going to do better. I fucking promise you. Promise you. Sit in the fucking front row. Sit in the front row. You will always fuck in, in school. You will always do better. Always. And I did that from forever. And I was, I would correct the professor when he would do wrong uh, chemical equations, you know, I'd have my fucking Testament Souls of Black shirt on, <laughs> and I'd be in the fucking front row at 150 students in this big lecture hall, I'd be right in the fucking front, and he'd be the fucking Dr. Harris at University of Arizona, he wrote me a recommendation to go to pharmacy school, and he was doing equations on the board, and I'd be like, uh, Dr. Harris, actually... You, you, you're missing a carbon, you know, and there, there should have been a, you know, a bond to the oxygen, whatever. And he was like, where, what? Show me, smartass. And I'd get up there and I'd fucking do it, correct it. And he'd be like, smartass. All right, all right, sit down. And then I'll sit down. But I'd be like, fuck yeah. But that's what also gave me the confidence to get up in front of people and to not be scared to talk to people 
debate, to fucking be open. You know, that's the kind of shit that that led me to being in front of 10,000 people, you know, at, at festivals or stadium shows and, and feel comfortable, you know, nervous, but comfortable. Yeah. You know, doing on, being on the radio, doing live television, doing whatever the fuck. It was, it was that sort of stuff that led me to being not scared to be in front of people. So yeah, man, it, wow. it goes fucking back to school. It goes back to school. I wasn't majoring in communications. I wasn't majoring in, in, in broadcast, you know, journalism, nothing. It was fucking chemistry, dude. I was a fucking organic chemistry nerd. I had straight A's in organic chemistry, um, which is the hardest class when you're an undergraduate, when you're going to graduate school. They make yeah. it the hardest class. It's called the weed-out class because they want people to fucking fail. So they weed out all the fucking people that aren't strong enough to go to that next level. That's impressive. So, but that's what wow. you have to fucking kick ass in. That's what you have to, you have to, you have to kill it there. And or if you're if you're gonna go to this level, you gotta fucking kill it there. You know. So that's the type of attitude and and discipline. You know that. You know I, I've tried to build and I've tried to teach my daughters as well. You know it's a different fucking age for them. They've grew up in a different way and. You know, I was yeah. super, super poor growing up on the Mexican border. Super poor. You know, my dad made $30,000 a year, dude, uh, when I was a senior in high school. That's how much he made. And I remember oh that, yeah, it's fucking, it's, it's fucking, my mom didn't work. So that's what we made. Uh, but he had VA uh, benefits and, you know, he was uh, an older veteran, Korean War Army. Um, but I remember filling out all my... Uh, FAFSA, the financial aid stuff for schools. Every semester, you'd have to fill that shit out. You know, uh, became a pro at that. But I remember my dad having to, you know, having to use my my parents' financials. Right, that's what students have to use to in order to get financial aid. And they, you know, they would see me with my fucking grades. You know, Mexicano, fucking poor as shit. That'd be like, oh, well, this motherfucker right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think standing out, another advice that I would give to any student or anybody in life, and what I'm trying to drill to my daughters right now is standing out on paper. You know, you have to stand out even on paper. Like, that's why I named my daughters yeah. cool names, and I say, use your fucking middle name when you're applying for something. Ava Marisol Mangan. You know, Ava Mangan sounds kind of, you don't know what that is. Ava Marisol Mangan, now what? You're Latina. You know, people look at that shit and they, oh, fucking, oh, yeah. Maya Maria. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, just, you got to look it on paper. You got to stand out even in essays and applications. And you can't just say, yes, no. Um, yes, I have some experience. You know, like, you got to fucking use awesome words. I would use, like, exciting buzzwords when I would write. Same shit that I do now for fucking Instagram captions, you know? I try to write cool shit and try to tell a story and tell something cool, but I was the same way when I was a kid. I would write, you know, it was essays and scholarship applications and why you, why you deserve this award and why should we give you this scholarship? And I'd fill out fucking 50 of these things and I'd fucking, you have to stand out on paper. Like, you can't just be like, oh, you know, and I fucking play guitar and, and bass and, you know, I football and blah, blah, blah. I didn't say that I was a stoner on these applications, but I would now, you know. I, but, um, yeah, man, I would just try to stand out with cool buzzwords and, 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 and passion words. Things that, passion words. Things that people don't use, you know, normally. 
Yeah. So, um, because people want to be safe. Fuck being safe. That's not gonna, that doesn't work for anybody. It does, I guess, I take that back. It does work for some people, but I think that you have to just fucking, just, just again, wear your passion on your sleeve. If you're, if you're really that way, then be that way. You know, everywhere. Yeah. On paper, video, fucking radio, be that way. If you're just super the other way, but that's the way you are. You still have to stand out, you know, but you got to do your best to stand out on paper or whatever. But I think you just got to fucking be loud and proud, man, and, 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 and do that shit. So I, I agree. And yeah. being loud and proud is, is a, a very scary thing. It is. Like when you try to put yourself out there. So I definitely admire you. You just have like this natural way about you. You're just going to, you're going to put yourself out there and that's it. And, there, and you, it seems like you don't even think about like the consequences of it. And I, I'm very jealous of that. You're like, you, you just have this, nat- it feel, well, to me from outside yeah. of this, you have like this natural, you could put yourself out there. Yeah. I don't, I don't, what, what, but what are the consequences? You know, what, what am I going to get made fun of, uh, mess up? Um, people make fun of my eyebrows, my pants. People <laughs> make fun of fucking me all the time. It doesn't matter. You know, people are going to make fun yeah. of me no matter fucking what, you know, if I post up something fucking cool, it'll be like, look at this dude's eyebrows, you know, or look at this dude's wearing eyeliner. I've never fucking worn eyeliner ever in my life. You know, <laughs> people fucking say that I wear makeup all the time. And it's like, okay, no, but people yeah. are going to make fun of me. But what are the consequences of being yourself, being loud and passionate? They're going to say he's loud and passionate. You know, what are they, what, 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 what can be the bad? If I'm spitting bad shit, negative shit, then yes, then that can be fucking, or, or, or yeah. lying, or fibbing, or uh, fucking exaggerating, then that's, that can come back and be consequential. Yeah. But I think that if you're, again, just like, just you, you can't lose. Like, I was telling my friend, he was having some marriage problems, and I've been married 20 years, dude, and I have two teenage daughters. And, you know, you have to realize that you're in last place. If you're a guy and, you have, and you're a, a, a family man, you're in last place. You know, it's not the same anymore. The olden days of where the man is the king and, you know, if the man has to be happy. No, no, no. That is not the fucking case anymore, ever. It's the fucking... The girl rules everything. The women rule. Women rule the house. You're in last place. No matter the, what the fuck you do, you're in last place. But it's when you, when you start realizing that, just things become easier. And so when I go up to my teenage daughters and I say, hey, babe, hi, and I try talking to them, being nice to them, and trying to hug them or kiss them, and they like push me away and like, stop, get away, leave me alone, oh, just stop. And I know that I came in loving and doing something loving, but they, the reaction is something completely not, you know? And I'm like, but walking out of there heartbroken a little bit, you're like, but I did the right thing, you know? I love them. I went in with love. Do you know what I'm saying? So I didn't, I'm not, what am I, I'm, I, I, I know that I'm doing in the right. I know that I'm in the right. So I like to be yeah. in the right. And then I'm like, what's, there's nothing that can be wrong with that. I'm in the, I know that I'm doing the right thing, genuinely doing the right thing, trying to love my daughter and say, I love you, babe. What's up? How was your day? Tell me about your school. You know, leave me alone. And then it's like, but I did the right thing. You did the right thing. I did the right thing. Even though I, I didn't, you know, they didn't give me love back or they called me name or whatever. It's like, yeah. I went in there and I 
did the right thing, you know, and even in any sort of debate or, you know, argument with your spouse or thing, it's like you say the right thing, but they may not think, but it's like, I know I'm saying the right thing, you know, but maybe at that time, you know, someone doesn't hear it that way, but I know that it was the right thing to say, you know, the right, you know, honest, genuine thing to loving thing to say. Yeah. Because you can be honest in a dickhead way too. Yeah, true. Okay. But but that. in a loving, you know, compassionate way, you know, presenting it. And if you did it that way, then you're okay, even though if it wasn't received that way. So Yeah. So dudes, you're in last place always. Forever and ever and ever, amen. Hey, we're we're okay with that as long as our, yeah. our, our women are happy. Yeah, I, I think that's what matters the most. That's, dude, I mean, because if I'm in a bad mood, no one gives a shit. If mom's in a bad mood, everybody gives a shit. Everybody, yeah. I mean, yeah. the, everybody, the dog, the girls, <laughs> the dog. Yeah, of no, dude, the dog knows. I, every, the dog knows. Knows her energy. Knows her voice. Knows when she gets a little upset, he's out of here. Wow. It's the it's that it's so it's this energy. It's this energy it boom. And 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 it's just women rule the world. Happy wife, happy happy life, man. Yeah. Uh my 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 sister got married and her best friend or maid of honor uh did did uh had a speech, you know, the speech. Yeah. My daughters were young and then she went up there. She's from uh Super Mexicana. Her name's Karina. She was like <clears throat> everybody got super quiet. Super quiet. <clears throat> Happy wife, happy life. Boom. And just fucking dropped the mic and walked away. Like dropped the mic. Yeah. And it and then people were like. And then my daughters were like, what just happened? Like they were so young, but now, but they remember that line so specifically. Happy wife, happy life. I mean, it applies. Yeah. It really does apply, man. Uh, you know, you girls set the tone, uh, you know, and. Yeah, we just have to, you know, sometimes use that thermostat as, as best as as sensitive as we can slowly, uh, but they, you know, they definitely set the temperature, man. So, absolutely, it's uh, it's fascinating that you have like both sides. Like you know when they're upset, and there's like this powerful energy. You're like, whoa, oh yeah. Like, but when, but the way they improve your life is just oh, yeah. unreal, man. I mean. The girls have made me cooler, you know? If I wasn't with them and I wouldn't be, I think, as cool. I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know if I, there would be so much love. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I, this is all I know. But I, I yeah. know that without them, I'm not that same person, you know? They make yeah. me cooler. They make me into a better person, you know, with anything. Yeah. You know, they would yeah. make me even better from a business perspective, from an outside source looking in, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. They would make, they make me look fucking better to anybody, to anything. So yeah. it's like, you know, somebody's like, you know, wants to do business with you, big business, and they're like, oh, meet my, you know, my wife and my kids. And they're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yo, you raised these girls. And oh, they're, oh, no. Oh, hey, well, you know what? Let's, boom, you know. So, but if I was just some dude, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just think they, they're an, they're an asset of mine. They're, they're part of my yeah. package. Do you know that that's what wow. makes me fucking stand out, you know, too. Again, in, in this fucking world, you know, being so public with my family since the very beginning, you know, other people aren't like that with their families and they're not such an open book. And I respect their privacy and how, you know, my, my family has been very in the public eye since the very beginning. 
You know, my yeah. daughters have been on the air and videos and everything. And, you know, my wife has been on the radio and every, just everything. Like they've been so, so, so listeners think they've, they've grown up with them and with me. And I've grown up with them too, with the listeners and stuff. They're like, when you were just starting, you, were, you didn't you have kids. And I was like, you know, so it's like yeah. now they're 18 years old and 16 and, uh, or 15 and eight, almost 18. So, um, but I, I like that they've been so public with me. I, again, I think that makes me stand out in a cooler way than other people in my position. Yeah, it's like you—you you were bringing—you were bringing the ultimate version of vulnerable, bringing people into your life and showing like your yeah. family, like th- th- this is me. This yeah. is all of me, actually. It's—it's yeah. it's very, it's very personal. Uh, it's something that I've—I've—I've I've, I've even seen just Howard Stern as an idol of mine. What he does on the radio, he's just very personal. He's very personal, and I feel like that. That's my approach. Like, that's what I feel like I need to do. I don't need to act. I don't need to pretend. I don't need to be a character. I just need to be personal, just be myself. And that's what's been, that's what's, it's worked. You know, being super authentic and being personal and authentic includes, you know, the dog, the family, everything, you know, and so, and and making them very public. But again, I, I feel like they add to my, to my value. You know, they add to, to my value. Yeah. Yep. How was it for you first becoming a dad? What, was that scary for you? What, I was, was excited. Like? I wanted to be a young dad, Chris. Um, I, my dad was 49 when I was born. So he was, oh. an, uh, but I was his seventh kid. And wow. then, and then uh, my younger sister was his eighth uh, kid. And so he had six kids with an American lady. And then he met my mom in Mexico and he, my mom was like 18 years younger than he was. And then I, I was born in 77 and my sister in 79. But um, growing up, he was an older dude. And so when I was in high school and junior high, I mean, all the time, he was older than everybody else's dad. You know, everybody thought he was my grandpa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't, you know, we didn't play sports. Like, we didn't do any of that stuff. But he taught, he taught me nerd shit. You know, he yeah. taught me ner- nerdy things, you know, state capitals and, you know, stuff like that. We would all yeah. do, we would always do state capital games. We'd be driving and we would, you know, state, you know, I, I was used to be really fucking good at that. I smoked a lot of weed since then. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, my, my dad was um, um, older and I always said to myself, I want to be young. I want to be a young dad. You know, I just want, I don't want. My, I don't want to feel, I don't want my kid to feel like I felt. And even though that was so stupid, I realized as I got older how dumb I was as a kid, the way I was to my dad. And I'd be like embarrassed that he was so old. I'd be like, Dad, just park over here. I'll, I'm going to walk. You know, shit like that. You know, yeah. it was so stupid. Um, but, you know, I was embarrassed. So I always knew. So when I finally met the, the, the girl, uh, I knew that she, that this girl was gonna, you know, have my kids. You know, I was hoping that she was gonna be cool with that. So, uh, but when I met Melissa, I was like, oh, this girl's. This is the. I knew like I'm, this is this is it. I because we got engaged September and we were engaged by November, so two months. So wow. we started dating September of two thousand and in Thanksgiving of two thousand, I asked her parents to marry her. So in July of 01 we got married it's beautiful so and 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 our anniversary 
on our night of our anniversary, that's when uh, we came back home. We went to dinner in New York City, July 28th, 2003. And uh, we came back to Jersey City, and it was like midnight. We had, she had a glass of wine. And uh, we, we were laying down in our bed, and as soon as she lay down in her bed, her water broke. And this was right after midnight on our anniversary. So Maya was born the day after our anniversary, our second anniversary. So, um, but being wow. a dad, I, want, I wanted it, dude. I, I wanted it. I was excited. I wasn't yeah. scared. I, I, I didn't think that I could afford a baby, but I don't think anybody ever, I mean, not most of the times they're not ready to, you know, you're like, yeah. when you have a kid, yeah. pe I think people always wait. Oh, we got to have money. We got to have enough money. We got to, let's build up more. Like, you, you'll fucking make it work. It'll work out. Like, I knew it was going to work out. I didn't have any fucking money, but I just knew that. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. I didn't get nervous about it at all. But I, I feel I hear from a lot of young couples and parents and people or not parents that want to be parents that are like, oh, we're not ready, we're going to wait, and, which is fine. But if you're waiting financial reasons, then I don't know if that's the right reason to wait, you know? Whoa. Um, but that's, again, uh, that, that, that I don't, you know, poor people have kids, you know, and nothing happens. They raise awesome kids, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, they're gonna be worse off, man. You know, so you. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, I know I've just heard that a lot. But no, I just didn't think of that, man. I just wanted, to, I just wanted to be a dad. I wanted to be a fucking dad. I really did. And then, um, and then our second one, uh, I was like, oh, another one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I smoked so much weed, I knew it was gonna be a girl, and it was a girl. And so, because most hardcore stoners that smoke all their lives only have chicks when they have kids. If you stop smoking weed and you break it, shut up. No, but you had your kid a long time ago, my friend Sonny. No way. <laughs> uh, but you, I mean, if you smoke consistently all the time and you don't stop, you know, and you just smoke, you're going to have your fucking, you don't have any dude eggs anymore. You're only going to have chicks. Whoa. Yeah. This is science, bro. <laughs> Dude, that sounds, that sounds like some bro science. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, you can be, disagree with me, but if I'm you not going to disagree with the chemist. If you, look, if you look back, <laughs> look back at history and, you know, if you ask people, I mean, people might be like, oh, well, I stopped for a month or so and, you know, I, I, then you're not part of the, the, the test anymore because yeah. consistent fucking smoking weed since you were, I was, since I was 13 years old. I've 13? 13. Wow. Yes, sir. Yeah, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah, man. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? I fucking love weed, man. What? I'm a weed guy, dude. Dude, what made you start that journey? My drummer, my older drummer, Mark Michael Grubb. Uh, rest in peace, brother. My, Michael Grubb was uh, three years older than me, and um, we smoked out of uh, the, the. He cut off the the tip of a of the hose of a garden hose. Oh my god! And then we packed we packed the screen and we fucking uh, on uh, next to his uh, on the side of his house. Uh, and that was my first time smoking weed out of a garden hose. <laughs> yeah, man. But I loved it, dude. I just loved, we would just smoke weed and jam. I mean, that's all I, I've been jamming guitar, bass since I was in fourth grade, fifth grade, really. Uh, but I've been playing a long time. So we, we would just fucking smoke and jam, smoke and jam all the time. So wow. I just, but uh, I just never, I never stopped. You I mean, maybe bronchitis, you know, you have to stop for sure. a week or so, sure. but then I'd fucking do it again. But that was the only time I, I never stopped and been like, oh, I'm going to take a break. Yeah. Like I never, oh, but if I was sick, I had whooping cough. Fucking that was scary as shit, man. Uh, about 
15 years ago, 16 years ago, I had whooping cough. I was hospitalized for a few days. What but is that? Uh, uh, when you, it's like a, a thing that you're vaccinated against. Um, it's when you, your, your bronchial tubes, instead of expanding, they stay shut and you make this <laughs> and you make this fucking noise because you can't breathe. And it was really scary. So I had whooping cough, man. But um, oh. yeah, it was fucked. So I stopped smoking weed <laughs> during that time. Just for, it was probably like two weeks or something, man. Uh, but yeah, man, no. But yeah, yeah. any real hardcore stoner is going to have a chick. Yep, lesson learned. There you go. Coming here from the pharmacist and chemist. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not really proven, but for the most part, if you look back in your history, if you ask your friends, family members, and if they're super honest about their weed intake, they have a chick. Wow. Yep. Are you someone that when you smoke cannabis, do you are does that help help you focus or like what what is your personal reaction to it? Yeah, people that are paranoid, super. Mm-hmm. And introspective, these people are focused. If people get lazy, I, what what is your category of that? I do shit, Chris. When I smoke, uh, I'm always doing shit. I never smoke and not do anything ever. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't wow. ever have that. Let's just smoke and hang out. Like I don't do that. I'm a, I'm yeah. a very active stoner. Um, does it help me focus? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't know if it helps, but it, I know it hurts sometimes uh, <laughs> when I'm super baked and, and like you know I'll go out and I'll walk uh, Rocky Dimebag in the park in the morning because I'm on at eight in the morning on the radio from eight to nine p.m. Uh, West Coast time. So then um, I get up and I I walk Rocky around eight thirty and I'll go smoke in the park and and I'll come back and real strong joint sometimes and I'll come back and I'll you know right away just be start to talk on the radio, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, hold on, hold on, you know? And then I have to like, okay, so, all right, now go, you know? And then, so, but um, I, 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 it's medicine, man. It's just sort of it's something that I've always done for everything, you know, whether it's washing the dishes or interviewing Slayer. Like, I fucking smoke weed. If I'm going to the grocery store or doing an interview with Chris Garza, like, I smoke weed. Like, if I'm going to anywhere or doing something, I smoke weed. Uh, but I'm always yeah. doing something. Cleaning, working. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's really nonstop. But last night, on a Friday night, dude, from like 8.30 till about midnight, I cleaned the fuck out of the kitchen. I took everything. I, I got high, and I and I I took everything out of the refrigerator, and I cleaned the fu- I cleaned everything. I cleaned the counters. I cleaned the sink. I swept. I mopped the wow. floors, dude. High. Took three smoke breaks, but I fucking did all that shit. So, yeah, man. I like to wow. do stuff, man. So I like to do home improvement projects. I love to to get high and, and hang shit, you know, or to fix something or put up drywall or paint or wow. vacuum, you know. I, I, I'm always doing something, dude. I can't, I don't know, I just can't see my, my family's never just walked in and saw me playing video games. Ever. Never. I've never just spent a whole, unless I'm super hungover, different story, but, you know, 
that I can count those on 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 a few hands actually. But uh, <laughs> no, but I I just I don't I don't want my family to come in and see me not doing something. You know, like I feel like I gotta be doing something. Yeah. I don't know why. I just feel like I gotta fucking clean. I gotta organize. I gotta just yeah. do something, man. Good yeah. or bad as that is, you know what I'm saying? Because if I see my wife washing dishes and she fucking is a horrible dishwasher, and she'll just fucking, you know, take stuff fucking real quick and then fucking a quick rinse, like a fast rinse, and then she'll just and I'm like, and I still see soap all over the fucking cup, and the soap is pouring off, and she puts it in the dryer in the dish dryer, and I see all, and I just fucking can't stand it. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, just please let me do the dishes, please, you know, and and, and then. And then we'll see, like, you know, lipstick stains on cups that she washed and, you know, sauce on the plate that she, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, let me just fucking clean. So, yeah, yeah, I just get real high and just fucking clean, dude. So, I don't know, Beautiful. man. I'm fucking weird, man. You are one in one. Yeah. Uh, but I also love working out. I, I get high and I fucking love lifting weights, Oh, my man. gosh. You're so, one of those fucking freaks. Yeah, dude. Wow. I love fucking lifting weights. I I smoke. Uh, I smoke. And, and I and I lift weights, uh, and and I take also a pre workout and stuff oh like that. So gosh. I get and then I, I take the imagine. protein afterwards with my weed. Yeah, man. What the yep, fuck? Yep, 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 yep. I I mean for everything, Chris. Everything. I, I smoke for everything. Yeah, I smoke for everything. But I don't smoke fat blunts or massive quantities. I don't go through you know ounces and ounces and fucking like in a week. You know, I know yeah. my friend Sonny and shit. He'll fucking be it by an ounce, and then a week later, oh, I'm done, boy. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> you know, but for me, I baby it, dude. Yeah. I baby my shit. You know, I'll smoke one joint. I'll smoke it in thirds. You know what I'm saying? Some people yeah. will fucking that'll be like what? But I'll be like strong shit, man. I'll fucking smoke it in thirds or at least half. Yeah, I'll smoke half. Right. I'll put it in a tube and I'll smoke the other half. You know, in the evening. You wow. know, and then I use my vape pen in between. So I kind of ha I have a routine and stuff too, man. But I, yeah, I, I smoke all the time, dude. All the fucking time. Wow. I yep. love how you always go against like whatever stereotype that is. You yeah. o you're always against it. Yeah. I, lo I love that. That's I've I have done that since high school, big time. Because wow. they thought that I was such a big fucking stoner. Yeah. I was a famous. High school stoner kid. Me and like wow. two other friends were the guys that got every fucking body high for the first time. We were we were those. Fucking guys. <laughs> I was that guy. I was you. I was that guy for uh, all ages. You know. I mean, we did. We had seniors smoking with us, and we were freshmen. We had. I mean, everybody. We were the fucking big time stoners, and the wow. teachers knew that. We smelled like weed. Everybody knew that. Counselors, everybody. Wow. But but I was like, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. And that's what wow. I've done for my kids too. And I've showed them, you know, look what, you know, what also look what a stoner can do kind of. They're, I'm very open with my kids about marijuana yeah. and about the medicine and, and about everything about it. And they're, and they're so cool, man. They're so, one of their, my, my oldest daughter, her first book I ever bought her was this book called uh, It's Just a Plant. And it was a kid's book on marijuana. Really? Yeah, and it was really fucking sweet, and it was an awesome huh. book about just it's just a plant, honey, you know. But but da da da, it's medicine, and it can be used for this and this and this, and it's just a plant, honey. It's just oh. a plant. It's a plant. It's not like fucking cocaine, where you're fucking. There's people making that shit. It's a plant. Yeah. It's, it's a, a plant. plant. You just fucking you use it. It's a plant. It's medicine. You know, it shouldn't be on this. Uh, 
le- schedule one where it is right now with crack and fucking heroin and cocaine is in the same category. That's why it's illegal federally because it's on a schedule one. If they just move it to a schedule two or even a schedule three, schedule one means it has no medicinal use at all. A schedule one drug. Whoa. No medicinal use at all. That's insane. And weed is in that category right now. Really? That's... Really? After all these fucking years, really? Really? And so, move it to a schedule two or three. It's not... When people say legalize it, that's not... You know, decriminalize it. That shouldn't be what we're saying. Deschedule it. Change the scheduling is the proper language. That's the easy thing. That's what... That's what... You know, Biden, please, somebody, fucking... Make it a schedule two. Make it a schedule three. As soon as that happens, boom, it's fucking legal everywhere. You don't have to make it legal. Make it a schedule two or a three. It's fine. It has medicinal properties, bro. It has value. So, and look at look at how much all these states are making in marijuana sales. I mean, look at Colorado is the fucking blueprint for this and how well they're doing and all that money, all that extra money that they're making, billions and billions in Colorado is going to schools. Yeah. It's going to public infrastructure, you know, roads and, and, and fucking shit for the communities, for the neighborhoods. Really? But fucking all these other fucking states and no, really? How much money can these states bring in? You know, to help their people, not their pockets, but the people, you know, real shit to help, man. So there's a whole thing, man. It's a whole another. Yeah, it's a whole but thing. But I, I wrote so many papers on on marijuana and medical marijuana. And my what I wanted to go into as a pharmacist was, you know, a combination of westernized medicine and holistic medicine and combining those two because I feel like healing of the mind, body, and soul is how really people are going to get better. It's not just giving somebody a Band-Aid, you know, here, take these fucking pills for the rest of your life. You know, certain cases, yeah. I understand that has to be what it is, but, you know, it's so easy for doctors to prescribe fucking people medicine and that fucks yeah. them up more yeah, than fucking horrible, weed and all that shit man it's awful so i was trying to you know come at it from the approach of a more holistic approach you know you know more of a hippie yeah. thing but that's because i fucking love weed and yeah. weed has always been like my guiding light as far as like you know that and and and, and even with the that movie Serpent and the Rainbow and marijuana and and the chemical nature of that of that plant. So yeah, man, it's so fascinating all that shit. But um, it's so ass backwards too. Um, how long it's taken, you know, to even get to this level. But I'm glad that you know 18 states now have decriminalized it. Uh, you know, um, I think there's over 40 states now. I think maybe I have some sort of medical program at least, hmm. you know. So, but that means you have to have some serious fucking medical illness, you know, and some real uh, doctors to prove that and stuff. It's not like going to Venice Beach back in the days and <laughs> getting a license to get yeah. fucking weed. When I yeah. first came to California, that's what I remember. I was so excited to fucking go do that. But now, it's so cool that we have legit businesses that you can go into and get good quality fucking good fucking weed, you yeah. know, and then and then you're you're helping the taxes that they're fucking taking are crazy. That's going to the city. It's going to somebody. Yeah. You know, so I hope it's helping, you know, eventually I hope that helps schools. You know, I hope that helps, you know, the shit that 
that people really need. Schools and roads and fucking, you know, parks and that kind of stuff. Really, they're going to help the community instead of fucking building golf courses and shit like that. You know, I don't know where that money goes, but, you know, I know it's going somewhere. Yeah. You know, I see my taxes on my dispensary receipts. They're fucking high. So, but I'm happy to pay it, man. I'm happy to pay it because it's, you know, it's, it's helping. It's fucking... It's all cyclical. It's all helping each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's all it's all a current of good vibes. Yeah, you know, and, and weed is is for most people it is pure positive, man. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm not like a huge smoker, but every time I do, it's like this, this is great. Yeah, I, I, I love, love it, it, man. I, I love it. I mean, I told my wife um, three things when I first first met her on our first date. I told her three. I got buzzed. It was sushi, and I was drinking sake, and I was high. And um, <laughs> I was getting buzzed, and I t- and I fucking really liked her already. Yeah. And I was I'm gonna tell you three things, and and this is the three things about me. You know, heavy fucking metal all the time. I am poor as shit. My family has no money, and I have no money. And uh, my third one is I smoke weed every se- single day. And if I were to ever be with somebody that didn't. Um, allow me to smoke or got mad at me or told me to fucking not smoke weed, I'd be like, I couldn't fucking be with that. Those are the three things that I told her. I was like, if you're cool with these three things, then we're cool. Yeah. But if you're if you're not, I don't know, you know? And then yeah. she was cool, so. She so, said, oh, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. So wow. to this day, she's never said, why are you smoking weed? You know, um, why are you listening to metal? She's never fucking said those. Never, wow. never. Because that's my fucking, that's my life yeah. too i mean it's yeah. two of those things that are super important well i didn't tell her tequila you know on that thing i didn't say <laughs> i didn't say nothing about that yeah. you know i said fucking metal weed and i'm poor you know what's up you know? <laughs> what's up girl oh four i, I like <laughs> you a you lot want, don't you want to upgrade to this boy this hunk so and i dressed yeah. bad my eyebrows were a fucking unibrow you know she helped me a lot so yeah, women improve your life. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, I mean, we were all wearing Jinkos at the time. When our first lunch date, I had a a, a, a sweater vest, uh, a fucking sweater vest, and that's all I had on, you know, with oh my, my fucking gosh. Pantera tattoo out. That a boy. Yeah, man. I was fucking <laughs> like, what's up? What's up? And then um, I, I, it's a funny story. Uh, our very first lunch date when I was wearing this green sweater vest with fucking Jinko shorts. Fucking big ass, wide, long Jinko shorts, right? Oh yeah. my god! I think I was probably wearing flip flops too. Okay, dude. Yeah. Real sick. fucking bad, and uh, I was eating. I was sharing my sack lunch with Melissa, and we were sitting at the fountain in uh, Washington Square Park, and uh, we were at this fountain, and I was eating my baby carrots that I had in my in my. I packed my own lunch. I would pack my own lunch. I'm a fucking super nerd, Chris. Yeah. And uh, this was you know 20 years ago. 21 years ago. And uh, as I was eating the carrot, Melissa had like a sleeveless shirt on and her arm was out. And I, I got this carrot and I, it was slimy carrot. You know, I didn't put it in my mouth, but it was already slimy. You yeah. know what I mean? Baby carrots are a little slimy. Yeah. And I rubbed it on her. I got one like this and I rubbed it like on her arm and down her arm like a sexy move, you know? And then she fucking, what the fuck? She fucking got the fucking carrot and she fucking threw it. She was like, don't ever fucking do that again. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I was like, what the fuck? She still makes fun of me to this day, dude. And I tried to do that move in the last six months again. 
20 years after and she got mad at me again for doing it i thought she thought it would be cute you know yeah. she got fucking pissed that i fucking rubbed the slimy carrot on her arm man so i don't know if that's the move or what man it could be a move though well, if it's uh, if we're going on 19, 20, 20 years, yeah. 20 years married this July, yeah, man. That's congratulations, yeah, man. It's a big deal. Yeah, it is a fucking crazy-ass great. deal. It's also really special that when you meet a female that they meet you and you start dating when, like, you have nothing. And it's really special, man. And then she, like, sees you come up. That's yeah. fucking cool, man. Well, I mean, she says that she owns, like, half of me. By now. <laughs> 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 Anything, whatever, no. So, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, dude, she is, uh, I mean, yeah, she saw all of it, man. She was there when I got my job at Sirius. You know, she was there when nobody gave a shit about Cyrus. Uh, that's what people would call it back in the day. She was wow. there when Howard Stern joined us. She was there when that fucking blew up. She was there when we merged with XM in 2008, becoming one giant satellite platform. You know, she was there for everything, man. Uh, everything. And so, yeah, she saw wow. all that. But at the same time, you know, she doesn't really... It's not like she's, like, um, uh, uh, celebrating those events. You know what I mean? She, it's like, uh, But it also keeps you humble when your family doesn't think you're a big deal. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. I mean, they do, but they don't. Like, my kids don't fucking care. You know, yeah. I'll be like, oh, hey, I just smoked out with Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, all right. You know? Isn't that cool? Like now it's actually cool. But when yeah. I did it first, the years ago, they were like, "Yeah, whatever." Uh, but you know, hey, uh, the fucking um, Jason Momoa follows me on Instagram. Oh, whatever. You know, like nobody gives a shit. But now he does. He doesn't. He unfollowed me. So my kids make fun of me even more now. Oh, now, fuck. now they're like, "I'm sorry, was it?" Yeah, I know. <laughs> dude. I don't know what the fuck I did, Jason. Fuck, man. Oh. Um, I don't know. Maybe he was like, man, this dude's just too fucking into metal. Uh, but uh, no, but I don't, yeah, they keep you humble, though. So all the cool things that I've done, like, it's not like my wife lists that shit out. Like, she doesn't give yeah. a shit about it, you know? Yeah. She's, you know, how are you as a husband and a dad, you know, at, then, then as yeah. your career accomplishments? She's proud, but she doesn't, like... Yeah. No one really gives a fuck. But that's good. It's good, though, right? It is good, dude. You know, because then it just, it just, it, it in a good way it deflates you it just keep it brings you back down to i'm just the dad in last place in our household you know yeah i'm not this fucking cool dude you know that gets to do cool things i'm just the fucking guy that's got to clean the refrigerator now you know and, and pick up yeah. the caca and take the dog you know <laughs> and stuff like that so yeah. but i think that's good it's great uh, yeah I, I think that so they so they don't give a shit about all that stuff yeah yeah, and, and your family probably taught you a lot about uh, how to balance your, your life. Well, you know, yes, they, j but just them being there tells me what I need to do, you know, as opposed to them setting me on a path or dictating what, how I'm supposed to do. I know as a, as a dad what I need to do. Do you know what I'm saying? So I need to protect him. So that's my number one goal no matter what. Yeah. is to protect them and to make them good, yeah. you know? So with yeah. or without what I'm doing, my, my goal is that. And so I've known that, and especially this last crazy-ass year, being able to spend more time with them. I love that. I love not having to travel. I mean, I love going to festivals and shows, and my favorite part of that, besides the actual watching and, and, the, and the vibes and the energy of the music, is meeting the fans. I yeah. love meeting it, but I love the fact that I've been home taking care of my daughters in the house and being Mr. Mom. Like, I like yeah. that. 
I like that. I, that's almost mm. is more fulfilling, you know. Yeah. And and I've seen that how close I become with them, you know. Now and I've I've talked to you. I've done a million interviews with musicians, you know, with all this COVID stuff. And what do they say? They fucking love being home with yeah. their kids and seeing their six month old, you know, turn one, you know, and they would normally not be there, yeah. you know, they're normally not yeah. there for, for the summer when the kids have off, that's when you guys are playing European festivals, yeah. you know, for months in a row and you're not there with your kids when they're not going to school. Yeah. Then you come back for a short period, then they're starting school and now you're not even with them anymore. So it's like, yeah. so these, these musicians have been able to really spend some time with their families, good and bad. I mean, that can, that can be bad. That can be like, wow, I really hate this person, you know? I need to get out of here. Or I fucking love this person and these people, and yeah. this is where I need to be. Yeah. So it sort of gives you a new perspective as well. I mean, I definitely yeah. this whole year has done that for me, just doing my shows uh, on Sirius XM from my house every day. Wow. I mean, it's, it's like cool to see them walk by in the garage and have them say hi on the radio all the time. Like, that's cool. That's I like cool. that. I like that better yeah. than not, not having them there. So, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Did you, uh, when the lockdown happened, were you, were you still going full on? Yeah, we didn't stop. Wow. We didn't stop. Sirius XM didn't stop one second. I mean, why would it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we don't have to be anywhere. Yeah. You know, we proved that we can do this. Everyone can do this from their homes. Everybody can do this from wherever they're at. Yeah. So um, we didn't miss a beat. We, I mean, the only thing we missed a beat on was just events and doing stuff, you know, which we yeah. would do every year uh, as a company or as just me, myself, as, um, you know, a metal ambassador. But, you know, it was, um, it was, it was, didn't, we didn't miss a beat. It was actually became there was a lot kind of more work in a lot of ways, you know, just yeah. more interviews, more opportunities for interviews because there wasn't a barrier to do interviews anymore. Yeah. You know, you didn't have to have somebody in person. You can do something yeah. on Zoom. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was cool that I can talk to Tony Iommi on the phone from London, you know, and just do a big, well, you could, you could have done that anytime, but you know, now it was just more available, but I actually love doing the Zooms because I can see people. Yeah. I love seeing people. Yeah. You know, totally. uh, I love seeing, you know, the handsome faces of the dudes that I'm talking to and, you know, talking to all these cool, you know, um, even like Courtney from Spirit Box, like, you know, and, and Lizzie from Hailstorm, Maria from In This Moment. You know, these are some, you know, Zoom interviews that I've done. And it's just so cool to, to, to do that. So um, I, I like being home. And I've, uh, I know you set up your your home here. I've, you know, pimped yeah. out my. I have a slither of my garage. I have a little corner uh, where I where I where I'm at, and I'm next to the refrigerator and the washer and dryer. And, you know, when the shit's done, you can know because you can hear the beeping when I'm on the radio. <laughs> oh, the dryer's fucking done. I'm gonna fold clothes as I play you some Sepultura. Here's propaganda. You know, so That's sick. Uh, yeah, it's, I have a cool garage, but I love being home, dude. I love having my dog with me, Rocky Dimebag, you know, he's yeah. right there by my feet as I'm doing the show. It's, it's cool, man. Yeah. I love, I love, I love this new way, you yeah. know, I do love it, but I can't wait yeah. to get back to doing a hybrid, of, a hybrid, a, a hybrid yeah. of it now, because we're still going to be doing zoom interviews. That's yeah. not going to stop now. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. It's easy now. And it's easy. It's good quality. It's easy. Yeah. So why not continue to do those, man? So yeah. now it's not like, well, wait till he's out in L.A. and then he's got to get over to Seal Beach. And, you know, like that's that's yeah. a lot to ask for these people, you know? Yeah. It's easy to do it this way. Yeah, it's great. So where, 
that that being said, where do you see the music industry going? Do you see like more like like a hybrid? Like maybe it's not so much this is Zoom and that's it, and not so much this is in person interview. Maybe like a hybrid. Where do you see it going? I I feel like it's gonna be a, a mix, a hybrid of all things. You know, not just as an interview, but as a performer, uh, bands and stuff. It's gonna be a mix of virtual concerts, uh, real concerts. It's gonna be shorter tours. You know, bands aren't gonna want to go out for five weeks. You know, they're gonna do mm. two week runs. You know, now I know you guys yeah. are doing a long one. We we we, we eight weeker coming up. Eight weeker, yeah. But I feel like bands are gonna, you know, choose to maybe not do that long anymore i I feel like it's gonna go it's gonna be a little different you know i feel like you know bands are having to adopt to have different avenues of revenue you know merchandise creative merchandise capsules and and uh seasonal packaging and limited edition merchandise released once a month and shit like that that's where it's gonna move stuff you know Mm -hmm. virtual concerts real concerts you know uh, Zoom mer- virtual meet and greets, you know, blah, blah. I mean, it's going to be um, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a mix, but I think that's good. It's a good thing. I think, I think it's good. I think, I, think it's, it's I think it just gives us more options. You know, yeah. not everybody can get out to a festival, you know, and leave their family and their work behind and that they could own businesses and they're the only people that can fucking run them. So now they can have a concert in their living room and have their family there with them. Yeah. You know, and have popcorn and their own drinks, and they don't have to fucking buy you know expensive beers and then spill them because you're fucking headbanging so hard. Yeah. I mean, it's it's different, you know. So for certain people, it's gonna be, um, it's 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 cool to have that because they couldn't do shit before or very limited. Now they can feel like they're part of more stuff, man. So I I, I feel like it's true. it's gonna be a, a good mix of of all of that, and you know, I can't wait to. Again, me. I want to say hi to fans. Like that's my favorite part. Yeah, dude. You know, Same. I'm not. I'm not gonna be, be in big smoke circles with fans anymore. Like you know when uh, sharing a joint. Yeah, yeah like with ten, it's twelve right. strangers. It's all like, right. Hey, what's up, dude? I got some weird smoke. All right, man. Cool, man. Everyone's like slimy. Yeah. Next, and then you get it back, and it's even more wet. And you're like, yeah. oh my god. And then you're trying to use your fingers not to touch the fucking yeah. thing against your. And then you come back home, and then you wonder why you're fucking sick. Like I, I wonder why I'm sick. Yeah. You know, I would, I would get sick from festivals all the time, because yeah. I would come back and I would hug handshake hug a fucking million people and smoke fucking weed with all these different strangers mm-hmm. you know drink fucking share uh, bottles with people and stuff and i'd be like yeah all yeah. right yeah all right but then i'm like oh so that's gonna change okay you know? where where are you going with that now oh everybody has their own joints so now and i say it on the radio so if you're gonna smoke with me bring your own fucking joint i'll have my own joint and we'll just oh, smoke okay. together yeah you know what i'm saying like you know that's what that's what we do now. We just everyone yeah. now we just need more weed, which is okay. Yeah, we need more weed. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is not a problem. But just yeah, you just I think you know smoking. You know I haven't shared a joint with anybody except my wife. I really, haven't sh- I haven't shared a joint with anybody. No, not wow. since not since all this shit started. Wow. No. Who's it gonna take? I mean, if it's Megan Fox and she's fucking passing me a joint, I'm gonna fucking hit that shit and I'm gonna save it and I'm not. I'm gonna fucking. Ha- I'm gonna make it a necklace, uh, I, dude. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but I. I, I don't know. I, you know, my sister. I would share a joint, but even my sister and I were kind of weirded out by it. You know, wow. now, now my sister and I, and she's a big stoner, and I, I don't. I would. I would share a joint with her, but yeah. even we are. We are having our own joints. So yeah, wow. I, I think that's gonna be a new rule. I'm I'm a I'm a fist bumper. 
I'm a fist bumper. Because yeah. I do, I would shake a lot of hands. Yeah. Um, like, like you, mm-hmm. I, I think I would make myself more publicly available than, than I think you would at a concert. I think you have your meet and greet and people yeah. wait in line to see you guys. And then you go backstage and then you do your show. Yeah. I, I, I like to walk around. Yeah. And walk around the festival and say hi, yeah. and, and you know, and make myself available to say hi, to be, to, to be, to take pictures with people and to say thank you for listening to SiriusXM. Yeah. So I Great. do that a lot, and I love doing that. And I would shake fucking everybody's hands and hug every fucking sweaty dude that would hug yeah. me, and yeah. I would hug them all. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, you know, people would fucking kiss me on my cheek. I would fucking I'd hold their sweaty asses. I don't care. But now I'll still. You know, hugging, I'm still open to hugging. I'm prob- probably going to fist bump a lot of people now. You know, I don't natural, know, man. Uh, natural, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, huh? Yeah, just because, dude. I mean, I'm still, I'm still, a, 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 I've always been a germy fucking kind of a guy, but I've always tried to just to not let it affect it. And then yeah. just as soon as I was done with uh, hanging out, I would go to a bathroom and just wash my hands. So yeah. when I'm at those festivals, I would make sure to wash my hands more than I would ever wash my hands ever in life. Uh, but yeah. you know, I think fist bumping is gonna do it. Yeah, and I just, uh, I don't know. If, um, that's what I'm gonna try to do. I, you know, I hope that it's, yeah. it's. But I've seen, you know, I've seen people already extend their hands a lot now. Yeah, you know, yes, more. It's going slowly. Yeah, yeah. People are just kind of going back to. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm double vaccinated, and you know, even when I posted that video, that first video, man, a lot of views and a lot of fucking negative comments. Wow. So many people care about what I fucking put in my body. It's weird. So crazy. But I understand that we do have a fan base that is, um, you know, on that side as well, you know, but the thing that I say is that we're all rock fans. Let's take care of each other. You know, let's not fight. Let's fucking please take care of each other. We don't have to agree on politics or whatever but yeah. let's let's please get along let's yeah. like you know when let's this is our music this is our peace i said it before it's our it's our peaceful room it's our place to go where we can be fucking cool yeah and um you know i really pushed for that to to be the case and it is and again killing them with kindness is what you need to do but yeah just that vaccinated vaccination video is like wow that's like wow that's a lot of you know or just anything yeah. you know um you know it's been very hypersensitive this these last yeah. uh these last few years and um it's been crazy to see all that man it's been insane uh to see how easy hate can come out of people uh, yeah. but that's why again i've always fucking then it's even makes me more want to be positive because of born, so much shit that's happening that's fucking bad then it's like, well, am I going to add to that or am I going to fucking try to help yeah. somehow? Yeah. And I'm not going to convince people, you know, for a, mm. of whatever belief. It could be a band or a, a viewpoint. But I'm not, I, but I, I just, let's just fucking be cool. Let's be cool. Yeah. Let's be cool. So, um, yeah. So I think that's it there too. But yeah, uh, I, I, fe- I feel like for me, yeah, I'm going to try to fist bump. I'm going to just try to, you know, be more aware and just, you know, but again, dude, I would I would get sick from these cruises, these festivals. I would always come back sick, and it was just part of it. You know, it's part it of the part of it. Yeah, it'd be part of yeah. the afterwards. You know, don't you get sick from coming back from festivals and stuff, or not that much? Or I've been very fortunate throughout my whole career. I don't really get sick. Ah, oh, dude, 
I pull. You, I got a strong immune system. You or you got to hug more here. fucking sweaty dudes and stuff. Dude, I, I'm been <laughs> hugging a lot of sweaty guys, man. Uh, well, you got to hug some more. Come on, guys. <laughs> You're not getting enough of those freaking good bacteria. Well, I got I got eight weeks coming up. I'm I'm looking forward oh, to a lot. Man, a I lot can't of wait hugs. to see that show and Ginger and. That's been great. Oh, I'm dude, pumped. I'm so proud of Alex and uh, for all the Mexicanos, man. Like you yeah. score one for the team. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you, Alex, man. So yeah, you know they met Alex. at my fucking taco metal party did they yeah oh shit that's why she didn't fucking hang out with us inside the party she was on the rv with freaking your boy where's fucking tatiana where's tatiana hey where's because ginger performed at my studios we did a big taco metal party with alien weaponry and ginger the line oh i love both those man the line went around the fucking building and people were just fucking going crazy to to be there and tatiana was so awesome and so cool and oh love her and yeah and she was i was where's tatiana where's tatiana and she was with alex outside why did they come in alex you should have came in with her dude that way she would have been around us more damn it um but yeah so that was yeah but that's where that's where it all happened right there so Man, Jose bringing love together. Yeah, I'm fucking uh, matchmaker, metal matchmaker, dude. Matchmaker, sweaty hugs. I mean, the whole nine. You know, I've always uh, had this idea of doing like a metal dating show or something cool where, you know, rock fans can meet other rock fans because that's the most powerful thing. When if you're with a girl or a dude that doesn't like your music, that's fucking awful. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. As hot or as handsome as that it, that person is. Yeah, it's tough. It's fucking awful. It's Imagine tough. being excited to go to something and you're like, yeah, you just go with your friends. Yeah, it's like, tough. Like, I want to experience this with you, my partner, my life yeah. partner. Like, yeah. let's experience this shit together. Yeah. I, I fucking would never, ever, 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 ever be with a person that did not love metal music. Yeah. Melissa loves metal, loves metal, but she loves hip hop. And, yeah. you know, our, our 90s R&B stuff. She loves all that. Yeah. But Selena. We love Selena. But, I mean, it, she loves Deftones, System of a Down, Seven Dust, Korn, Slipknot, Lamb of God. Like, these are su- Suicide Silence. You yeah. know, these are bands that she loves. And this is, like, shit we get to experience. And I can't even imagine. But going back to the dating show, I, I just I, I think it would be really cool to use the, the SiriusXM platform to, to help bring that together to help do something cool i i don't know how if it's a game show it'd have to be visual though you know so um, yeah there's zoom there you go uh but yeah i'd love to do that because i think that more people should link up together and you know and it could be some chick from maine ends up moving to fucking portland to hang out with you know okay you meet somebody work it out you know and yeah that person will move, maybe. Who knows, man? So never know, right? I don't know, but I just think being with the right person that loves your music is is so important, especially if you're someone that loves it yourself yeah, as much. You know, pretty important. Man. I couldn't, I couldn't be with, the, I couldn't be with the person. I know it would man. be fake. It would be fake. Yeah, it might just be because she's Megan Fox or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, if Megan Fox, but she even likes rock. She's the rocker, so she can, she would be okay for me. Yeah, you know, and that, and that fakeness will manifest at some point. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, she can't. Well, if she ever says, "Oh, Pantera sucks," then I, even if it's Megan Fox, Ooh. I'd be like, I don't know, girl. I no, don't know. Man. I don't know if I can. I can handle this. But I'd hang with her for a few weeks, though. Yeah, <laughs> I always tell Melissa, "Can Megan Fox be my one pass, please?" So 
So Machine Gun Kelly, he's fucking, he's a badass, dude. Great guy, huh? Yeah, he's cool, man. I smoked Good out guy. with him watching corn. Yeah. We were watching corn at, at uh, it was uh, in Florida Festival. I think it was Fort Rock or something. And we were uh, up in the front, like in the barricade sort of section, like on the, toward the side, mm. you know, and we were smoking. I was like, hey, you want to smoke weed? He was like, yeah, man. I was like, oh, fuck. All right. This is kind of cool. Yeah. He gave me his number and shit, too. Right. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. He's yeah. He's great and yeah. his band's great. AJ Rook. I mean, they're all really really cool guys. I don't know the dudes, but you know, I know people I know people hate on uh MGK um for you know, representing rock music and he just won the Billboard Rock Artist huh. of the Year award and people are like, "What? You know, why?" Man, you know, again, it's under the umbrella He's inviting more people to the rock party, you know, mm-hmm. uh, directly and indirectly, you know. I mean, I'll, I'll take, you know, these dudes representing rock music. I mean, that's, fuck it, dude. We, you know, we need people doing it for us, you know. If it's not him, then it's nothing. Then who else? Then who is it going to be? Yes, okay, there was other bands nominated. I get it. But, I mean, he had a big album, you know, and maybe it's not yeah. your definition of rock, but, you know, it's 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 a rock album sort of you know yeah. and and if people want to say they're rock let them fucking be rock you know let them be rock yeah. man i don't agree with the whole rock and roll hall of fame shit you know that certain bands are left out and certain others are getting in and you know other yeah. genres are getting in that's a whole another discussion but I don't really put a lot of stock in that anyways, you know? Yeah. I could start the Metal Ambassador Awards fucking today and then have Garza wins Metal fucking Head of the Year, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, who, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, but, it's like, but that's what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. You know, that's what the yeah. Heavy Metal Hall of Fame is. It's like, it's just a dude. It's just a dude. Yeah. You know, it's just a dude saying, you know, and now they think they're really fucking cool, but... You yeah. know, the fans know what's up, but I, I also do. don't get my fucking get so worked up over it where I'm so angry and I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. oh, and just always the tweet about how fucking mad I am and, yeah. oh, and how fucking this sucks <laughs> and oh, oh. like, that's not, what is that nah. going to do? Again, being negative invites work. more negative, yeah. you know, um, uh, like the Anthrax song says, Misery loves company. I'm your number one. Uh, misery loves company, man. Yeah. So that's fucking, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to be in that company, you know? Good, so. man. The only way to combat negative energy is with pure positive. Because mm-hmm. there's two energies. You need to like, that's the only way to combat this is with this. And I think uh, it might sound at the risk of sounding woo-woo. I think positive energy is more powerful. And you know it has it has has more weight to it. Yes, but you know how fast negative shit spins and goes and travels and clicks and and yeah. and so I yes, it's more powerful, but that's not what's happening, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Look at politics. You know, yeah, I mean, it's there, it, there. There is untruths, but people believe the shit. Yeah. So I it's like it. so it's. Oh man, so you can ah uh, it goes uh, I don't know. So yes, being positive is more powerful, but you know, positive people don't get the same clicks that negative people do. Mm-hmm. 
you know and i'm yeah. saying clicks because it's this social media world in a lot of ways but yeah someone says something positive someone saves a kitten someone does something cool it won't have that many likes won't have that many coverage and of things but someone says something bad oh watch yeah. watch the fucking news travel real quick yeah they say uh misinformation travels five times faster yeah. than, than than truth so i yes. i feel like positive so i don't feel like you know, yeah, I feel like that's why I just have to always fight that battle of, of just against the negativity and always just putting out this positive. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not even putting it out as a fake. It's putting out this authentic positive vibe and mm -hmm. really believing, you know, that because I yeah. believe what I'm saying. You do. You know, I believe what I say when I say I want to bring people together. You know, I do want unity in our music. I believe that. You yeah. know, I believe in our bands. I believe in our fans. I really do. You know, people have lost yeah. faith in that shit, but I haven't. Yeah. You know, I believe in the people behind the scenes. I believe in this shit. So I do, yeah. you know, so I think that's where it starts, too. You have to really, like, believe. But some, and then it, get, then it goes to the opposite. Some people really believe bullshit, too. You know, yeah. there's people that really fucking believe, really believe bullshit. And then they keep yeah. fucking spreading that. And yeah. there are people that you and I know, and there's people that believe bullshit. Yeah. It's very unfortunate, you know? Yeah. And it is, and it's sad. And, it, and you see them on social media, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> what happened? Oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> this person yeah. used to not be this aggressive and angry. Yeah. And, you know... I don't know, like victimized or something. Like, what yeah. happened? Yeah. You know, these people brought it on themselves. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, so. True. Mm, yeah, man, there's a lot of that. So, but I don't hang out with those people. I like to hang Good. out with cool people, you yeah. know, so I surround myself with cool people, great. you know, fun people, positive people. And it's fun to, to, to always be used to that. And then when others outside of our circle hang out with us, and they see that, and they see like, wow, you guys are all really good, and no one's talking shit about people, and you know, and it's like this is different, you know. And it's yeah. like, well, who were you hanging out with before, you know? Like, yeah. why was your circle so negative? Yeah, you know, and you got to get rid of that shit, man. So it's cool to to hear that from others that come. And 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 see what we do, you know, in real life and behind the scenes and parties and the good yeah. vibes that we're always putting out there and taking care of people and all that, you know. And yeah. people don't see that. Our friends see that, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's cool to to be that positive, to be recognized by that from the outside. Totally, totally. I mean, to people that aren't exactly aware, uh, like people might think what what they hear on series is like a. A character. Yeah, they, they think that a lot. But what they don't realize, me knowing you for 10 plus years, you've been the same guy yeah. everywhere. And I've yeah. seen you in a lot of scenarios. In, in, in the crowd, I've seen you at Sirius doing doing your thing. I've seen you at taco parties, seen you behind backstage of shows. Now we're, we're, we're in my garage. You're, you've, you've been the same authentic Jose. Yeah. And I think that's cool. what listeners have, you know, discovered over the years. You know, they're yeah. just like, they would hate me. And they hated me probably for a while. And then after yeah. a while, they're like, man, fuck, this dude's still the fucking same. Yeah. You know, like, you, you can't, he fucking loves it. 
fuck. It's yeah. hard to fucking hate them. You know, they can hate yeah. me for, you know, whatever, you know, uh, career or anything or my family. And, you know, I mean, that's jealousy or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, as a radio host and as a presenter of the music, man, I haven't strayed from my formula, you know, of, of that I've felt comfortable with myself doing. I haven't strayed from that, you know, yeah. and I and I'm not going to stray from that because, I again, I just it's working. It's working. It's, yeah. It keeps working, so you know. Uh, yeah, after twenty years, I mean, it's pretty good. I think it's pretty safe to say. That's yeah, what I mean, working. yeah, but I still feel young. I still feel like I can do so much, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna fucking start a cruise. I'm gonna start Great. a festival. Uh, I'm gonna start the scholarship fucking foundation. Um, you know, I, I want to do a lot. I want to do a lot, man. I want to create a, a, um, a, like a menudo, but for hard rock and metal. Yeah. I want to assemble a, a, a group of uh, talented young Latinos to create music that I hear. And, and, you know, I don't have to be in the band. I just want to be like the Simon Cowell of it. Do you know what I'm saying? And, cool. and create this band where they can sing in English and Spanish and, and mix, you know, Latino music with hard rock and metal, but do it in every song. Not, okay. not just in one song yeah. or not just a cover here. I'm a fucking band, band. that does that. Like Puya, Puya, but uh, a 2021 Puya, yeah, that's more uh, accessible and more mainstream. Yeah. You know, I wanna, uh, I wanna do, um, I wanna work with Juanes, you know, Colombian fucking superstar. He's a friend of mine too. He's yeah. a fucking big metalhead. Yeah, I gave him his first shot of Jägermeister ever in his life. Oh, yes, fuck. sir. I'm so proud of that. Um, <laughs> so I'm uh, corrupting everyone. But uh, Juanes, you know, he started off as a metalhead, and, and he's a long hair. He was an Echimosis in Colombia, and I we've talked about doing something like where Probot did, what Dave Grohl did, where he invited and asked his idols to do songs with him. Yeah. Uh, Dave did that in 2004 with Probot. Yeah. Uh, and he had Max Cavalera, Kronos, Lemmy, a bunch of different singers, Snake. From Voivod, you know, I want Juanes to ask James Hetfield and Dave Lombardo and Tom Mariah and Max Cavaleta and dudes that he loves to do songs with, but that mix the fucking cultures together. It'd be fucking, it'd be a fucking global bomb. It'd yeah. be like, whoa, not a bomb in a bad way. Yeah. In a good, like a in what good the fuck? Yeah. This dude that played for the fucking Pope is now doing a song with Tom Mariah from Slayer? And Lombardo's fucking on the drums in the same song, bringing the two of those two guys. See, that's what I want to. I want to do big shit. I want to be Ryan Seacrest of fucking metal, dude. You know what I mean? But you could do that. I I want to do a lot of shit. I want to do yeah. a lot of shit. So I feel like I'm just starting. Twenty years was just my admission fee. You know, it's crazy how that works, huh? When yeah. you there's something because I'm going on 20 years as well uh, with with suicide songs. It's just funny, like that feeling. Wait, this is just to get to the like start point. Yeah, it's yeah. so crazy. Yeah, I I don't I I there's there's dude there's so much to do. So much. So man. much to do, and and I just want to do good. I want to do yeah. good. I want to bring f smiles to people's faces. I want to do a lot of good, and yeah. I feel like I'm I'm I'm, I'm doing it. You know, and yeah. um, this limousine that I inherited, you know, from Vinnie Paul. So like, sick. I want to have fans in the limo and smoking weed with me, you yeah. know, taking down shots of black tooth and tequila, you know, inviting fans to, to cruise in it, listen to a fucking Pantera song, smoke a joint, you know, like yeah. I want to I want to do cool shit. You know, I want to get people excited about fucking 
metal music, you know? And that's my goal. That's what I've always wanted to do. Wow. Know? Jose, we are very lucky to, to have you in our, in our culture and our lives, man. You are truly wave, waving the flag loud, loud and proud. I'm trying, brother. I'm trying. Man. It feels good. I feel very blessed, though. Yeah. And that's why I have to keep on doing and continue to give back. I mean, I feel like I have a mission. Like, I'm on a mission. You are. Yeah. Jose, this is your purpose. Yeah. I know that. And that's what's so fucking, and that's what's so cool. Like, I know that. And I know it. A hundred percent no. That's why I'm fucking getting metal on my fucking (laughs) stomach. I'm like, fucking metal. Yeah. I know it. My family knows it. I know it. Yeah. My friends, my now my management, my managers, I have three managers, they know it. Like, I, I know, my, my bosses know it. Like my fucking boss, the heads of fucking program at SiriusXM, they're fucking so cool to me. They're like, you're so fucking passionate about this shit. You know, I'm on meetings every Monday morning and it's like all the program directors that are in charge of channels that play new music. There's a lot of us, all genres. And we talk about what we're adding to the channel that week and what our successes are and things like that. And, and when I talk, it's like, it's like my radio break. It's like I'm a personality, you know? And it, and it, it shines. It sticks out. Yeah. It sticks out from everybody else, you know? And I've been there longer than all those fucking people. And I'm wow. still fucking talking like I'm fucking a new employee there. Yeah. Like excitement. You know, like, and people laugh and they smile and they know that I love the songs that I'm adding. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As opposed to, well, we're, just, we're adding this and we're adding, going to go with this and this song is doing well, so this will be our next ad. All right, well, thanks. Um, go on to the next person and I'll be like, oh, man, dude, Fear Factor came out with a new song and it's so <laughs> sick. We debuted that, man. Do you know did the intro? Everybody was talking about it. There was people in Japan that wanted to subscribe to Serious Sex and they were pissed that they couldn't. That's freaking pretty cool. And, dude, 12-Foot Ninja, our mates from Australia, they put out a new song. We were the first to play it before anybody. In a- That's how I talk, you know, and people yeah. are just like, it yeah. stands out. Stands and then my out. boss is like, you stand out. You're, you're a big personality. You're so fucking passionate and positive. You fucking stand out. You know? Yeah. And that's good. That's, you want to do that. You want to stand out. In a good way. And in, good, in a good way. Yeah. Because you can stand out and be a lethargic asshole who doesn't <laughs> give a shit about anything and yeah. is just like thinks he's super cool. Or you can be fucking cool. And, yeah. you know, I always say, hey, teammates. Hey, family. Hey, teammates. You know what I mean? Teammates, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, so it's like, hey, you know, addressing yeah. them and saying hi to them too, you know, as opposed to just giving the thing that your boss wants to hear, you know? So, yeah, yeah man. But thank you for the for the kind words, Chris, dude. Um, I, I love it. I'm a big fan of your band. I love that I've been able to um, a, a little bit help your, your the career and, and the trajectory of, of Suicide Silence. And thanks for inviting me to sing on Doris. That was yeah. a lot of fun with Ross Robinson and that sick, producer. Man. Yeah. That was fucking crazy uh, doing that. And I, I, I love telling that story on the air. And yeah, dude, and, and asking me to host a, the Mitch Memorial, that was really, I talked about that the other day too, how yeah. hard that was to do. Yeah, yeah, that was, you did, I mean, a beyond phenomenal job. And what's even more fascinating about you hosting Mitch's show is that 
when we were talking about who's who's gonna do like we didn't even think like it's 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 gonna be jose yeah and that's like an, an emotional connection that you didn't even try to get with us and it's always like jose has always supported us to where we're gonna have him involved with this show. It obviously, it meant like, everything to us. And what, it, and you, it, it was difficult, Chris, to yeah. host a memorial with yeah. his family there. It's a sad yeah. time. Yeah, it was a sad thing, but mm. it was a concert. Yeah, and it was friends coming in to help. And you know, are you funny? Are you serious? Are you somber are you sad or is your level of energy down like what like how like what how am i supposed to be a host how do i host this you know how do you get cheer you know what i mean it was just like Mm -hmm. it's different from hosting anything else because it's always celebratory in a really easy obvious way but this was you know i mean it's it it was like sad too it wasn't this whole happy joyous thing either yeah. You know, so I remember there was a fine balance to do it, but I think it came yeah. out really cool. And, and people still to this day, fans of Suicide Silence, say you did a great job hosting that memorial show. I see it on social media. I see wow. it in person. You know, people have told me that a lot, you know, at that Pomona Fox Theater show. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, that was, a, that was a big deal to do that for you guys. And uh, I'm glad that you asked me, but it was, the, I think, the hardest thing that I ever had to host. Really? Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah, I just never had to host something like that, you know? Again, yeah. I've spoke at Vinnie Paul's funeral. I mean, that's different, though. That wasn't a concert, yeah. you know? That wasn't this... It, that was very fucking different, yeah. you know? But doing this, it was, it was, you know, I mean, not... It was similar, but different. It was just... It was... Again, I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't. I never know what I'm gonna do before I do it. You know, no interview right. or when I'm on the radio or when I spoke at Vinny's funeral, I had no idea what I was gonna say. I just said it. You know, I just kind of closed my eyes and just said stuff. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a gift of speaking from your gut and in, and your heart. You know, and you can't really go wrong with that at all. No. You know. I think it wins. I think it wins, brother. It wins. Yeah. Well, Jose, I don't want to keep too much of your time. You know, uh, you done a lot for suicide silence you've done a lot and uh i've known you for many years and you've you have a big piece of when we were nobodies you were inviting us to xm playing our shit when uh when mitch passed away you were there and you supported us and uh i was just thinking about this right before you uh you drove up uh little things that people do and there is a weird transition where, you know, Eddie wasn't the singer yet, so we didn't even know we were a band yet. We, we had no idea. So, like, are we over? And this, it was a, a heartbreaking time. We won't know. You know we did, just did the uh, Mitch show. And uh, so anytime someone, you know, supported us, like a little, like, oh, dude, come, come over and hang out, it stays with me even more now. And you, what you did for us, like you invited us over to Affliction just, uh, just to hang out and chat. Always, And yeah. little things like that, Jose, have stuck with me until, until now, forever. And those, those mean so much to me. Cool. And then when we got Eddie, you supported the band, and, and you played our stuff. When we have a record that no one really likes. You guys you, were like, number you, one like, like, like album of the year for Liquid Metal uh, for that Eddie album. Crazy. You guys were number one of the year for us. Wow. That's a big deal. I remember number one albums and bands, and Suicide Silence had one of them. So it's pretty. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. Well, we we couldn't have done it without your support. I mean, I mean, for real. I mean, 
this is our first time actually sitting down and chatting, but you are considered family to me. Oh, dude, thank I mean, you. I, well, likewise, any, brother. Likewise, guys. Anything that, that you would need from me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there because you were always there for us, even like subconsciously, which is, is very, it's extremely rare where someone's just always there. Well, that's you know? good, man. Well, I love, you, I love being there. I love being the, uh, thank you, Jose. That thing that you know we have like the, the angel and the devil on either side. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I like being the the metal head uh, on one yeah. of your sides somewhere talking to you, um, yeah. in your private moments. Hey, Garza, <laughs> get another Modelo and give me one too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're probably about to have round two, maybe. Oh man, right on, dude. Well, Jose, uh, anything that uh, that you want you want to share? Uh, no, I mean, just uh, thanks for supporting Garza's podcast, your podcast, brother. Thanks for supporting Metal and all the shit that I do on SiriusXM. And I hope you follow at Jose Mangan. I'm pretty active on there. Thanks for supporting the Vinnie Paul limo restoration. That is massive. That's a huge deal. Uh, I couldn't have done it without your help. Uh, there's no way that I could have restored this limousine that couldn't have been restored. Um, you know, but it was, it was this... Um, you know, urge to want to pay tribute to Vinny and Dime. So, um, yeah, man. Oh, just thank you. Thank you for loving metal and for being so cool, man. That's all. Awesome. Jose, thank, thank you again, man. Of well, course. everyone, until next time. Later. Fucking I. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> A la verga.